Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash vs. Arrow TV Talk, the fan podcast about the epic crossover that was the Flash vs. Arrow. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm excited, dude. We got a big show that we're about to cover right now. Of course, uh, this is the the um, Flash TV Talk podcast episode directly right after the uh, the epic two-night crossover that was the Flash versus Arrow. Uh, and I suppose Arrow was called Brave and the Bold, but uh, basically what we want to do is, because of course we do broadcast this live every single Thursday night right after Arrow airs on the Central Time Zone. However, we do have some members in our chat room right now who are listening live and uh, because of the time difference, they have not yet seen Arrow. So here's what we want to do to make sure that everything goes well for you guys. We're going to start off talking about the the first one, the Flash versus Arrow that aired last night. And then um, we'll kind of give a, okay, now we're going to switch over and then start talking about the episode that came tonight. Primarily, overall, obviously, this is a Flash podcast, so we're going to be talking about the episode that was the Flash um, primarily. But at the same time, you know, some pretty pretty great stuff happened tonight. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll talk about oh, yeah. that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, man, how you doing tonight? You doing good? Uh, yeah, we, we did a, a service day thing at work where we helped a school, public school here in Austin, uh, one of the you know inner city areas to help beautify their, they have a wildlife, registered wildlife area. Oh, that's that, cool. That they got a couple a uh, couple years ago. We helped spruce it back up and plant some stuff and paint things and, you know, basically helped the school out and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, I had to get up really, really early for that, so I'm extremely tired, and you know it's all physical labor all day. So hey, <laughs> my man. my soft and cushy body is <laughs> used <laughs> to sitting in a computer chair all day and working on a computer, not uh, you know using a pickaxe to. Because the dude, the dirt in Austin is hard. I can imagine. I can. Yeah. Well, hey man, you're getting out there and you're doing it for a good cause. I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Inspiring hope, kind of like the Flash. Oh, dude, we're going to be talking about some inspiring hope and using hope to combat rage, but I don't want to jump ahead of ourselves quite yet. First, I want to tell you, of course, we are brought to you by the good folks at Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash flash right now if you'd like to get a free audio book. Let them know by signing up for their service how much you appreciate this show, and it'll also help this show happen. Also, if you want to not only make help this show happen, but also make a future podcast, Arrow TV Talk, happen, you can head over to flashtvtalk.com and click the support button. Uh, Right now, as we have mentioned in the previous episodes, we are in the middle of our fundraising season, and uh, we, you know, we've got uh, (laughs) this podcast has kind of jumped up in popularity, which is awesome. But along with that comes bandwidth costs and all kinds of things. So we have a goal of getting $300 by the end of the year uh, through the uh, through the Patreon account. If you will go over there, help donate some cash towards this show. Uh, If we are able to make that goal, we will launch the Arrow TV Talk podcast that so many people have been asking for. So uh, that is a place to go to uh, make that happen. Yeah, because this voice isn't cheap. No, man. Look, let me tell you something about my voice. I'm uh, I'm a little concerned. I've got some I've got some ice water right here, and my wife is about to bring in some uh, like this massive cup of tea. It's chamomile like, tea. 
It's uh, it's green tea, but um, hopefully it'll uh, it'll it'll help soothe the throat. We had a big, um, you know, I, I do another podcast called Country Squire Radio, which is about pipes and pipe tobacco. And uh, our our pipe club, our local pipe club, actually had a big meeting uh, tonight, our big Christmas party. And so my, uh, <laughs> I kind of uh, I kind of spent the pipes a little bit tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, all right. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'll I'll power through. It's gonna be a good show we got. All right, man. You ready to jump into this? Absolutely. The rundown. All right. You know, it's interesting. I'm curious to know if we're actually going to stick with format tonight because we've just got so much to cover. Of course, we are talking about The Flash versus Arrow. This is episode eight of The Flash, directed by Glenn Winter and story by... By Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Bell, what happened in this epic so uh, first off, I just want to say that, uh, you know, the, the, we've talked about this a little bit, but the new Flash Heroclix set came out. Yeah. And one of my favorite models from the set was Rainbow Raider. <laughs> yeah. And so when they said the new Nomadic Human's name, Roy Bivolo, I was like, no way. It's Rainbow Raider. He's in there. Oh, my God. He's in the show. <laughs> and you got like, crazy thrown off when they called him Prism, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I was like Prism? Who is Prism? No. I was like, no, 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 Flash, no. Uh, but we were vindicated. We'll get into that. But anyway, here's the uh, the synopsis of this episode. Uh, a new metahuman, Roy Bivolo, Roy G. Bivolo, mm. uh, shows up with the ability to send people into an uncontrollable range and uses his ability to rob the Central City Bank of half a million dollars. The police track him to a warehouse where he uses his abilities on a cop to facilitate his escape. Barry arrives in time to save Joe, but is almost injured himself before Oliver, also known as the Arrow, arrives to stop the cop. Uh, Later, Oliver informs Barry that they are tracking a Starling City killer who uses razor-sharp boomerangs. Barry and Oliver agree to team up and catch each other's targets. Oliver tries to teach Barry to be more mindful of his surroundings, but Barry decides to go after Bivolo by himself. Bivolo uses his abilities on Barry, but because of Barry's powers, it makes the effects last longer. Oliver tries to stop Barry, and the two engage in a fight. Oliver manages to wrangle Barry long enough for Dr. Wells and Joe to use colored strobe light to reset Barry's emotional state. Afterward, Barry and Oliver uh, capture Bivolo and place him in the prison at Star Labs. You know, I actually had a hard time placing Prism as well. The Rainbow Raider, when it comes to my Rolodex of uh, DC villains, he's not really uh, top tier, let's say. Yeah, the I mean the only reason I know about him is is, is from the uh, the Flash set, the the HeroClix. I love this man. Through this HeroClix, through you getting into this game and specifically this set, you probably are getting to the point where you're going to know more fringe Flash knowledge than I do. Oh yeah, dude. There's there's like like I'm sitting there opening these packs and pulling out these dudes, and I'm like, who is this guy? And I was like, oh, he's a rogue. <laughs> he's going into the playlist. Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm playing all the rogues. And so, do you build like I mean, like do you build a set where you can? you know, kind of do a rogue set versus a speedster set or anything like that? Yeah, it, it's point-based, so each character costs a certain number of points, right. and usually you play like 300, 500, something like that. And so, yeah, I could get 500 points worth of speedsters and play 500 points versus, you know, versus 500 points for, uh, worth of rogues and uh, and play like that. But I want to tell you this, though. The Rainbow Raider, the reason why I liked him so much in this set is because he has an ability that all you do is you just name a color, and each of the abilities in Heroclix corresponds to a color and uh if the other player has that color on their combat dial then all of their stats are reduced Mm. just and and it's board wide and it's really neat so you just take him and you sit him in your deployment zone and he's like uh blue all right all your dudes with blue abilities now have no like all their stats are minus one so like he's he was a super cool utility piece and uh i was just super excited to see him in the episode it was really neat 
All right. So that's the thing, though. All right. So so we're getting. Let's go ahead and just talk about this character. I mean, the, his power set in the show is a bit different from his power set in the comic books. And what they did, man, is pretty dadgum cool. You, I know you're familiar with the uh, the storyline about the War of the Light. Yeah, he's basically like a Red Lantern. Well, no, he's more than that, man. If, if I'm understanding correctly, he can kind of control every single aspect of the emotional spectrum. Now, before we get too deep into that, let me go ahead and tell you, in case you're, you're not aware, the emotional spectrum is kind of this concept that's very much tied to the Green Lantern. The yeah. idea is that the Green Lantern gets his power from willpower, which is green. And the rest of the spectrum, the rest of the colors of the rainbow also represent different emotions and are tied to them. So red, as we saw, is rage. Blue would be hope. Yellow, fear. Violet is love. And, uh, and so on and so forth. There's, there's all different emotions very tied to different colors. And so what they've done, and I think this is just brilliant, is they've made Prism, or the Rainbow Raider, or whatever you want to call him, they've given him control over the emotional spectrum so that he can project these colors and bring out that emotion in somebody. And I got to tell you, man, this has me extremely stoked for what it could mean for the future of of the Flash and and, and per- particularly this character. Yeah, it's really really cool though because, you know, he we only get to see him use one of those abilities, which I was kind of upset about. Like I I wanted to see him use, you know, uh anger, fear, you know, avarice. There's all these different abilities yeah. that the emotional spectrum covers, but he only used rage, and it. But but you are right though. It's very very interesting to see where this goes because, while they didn't use any other colors of the spectrum, they mentioned it and they yeah. talked about the colors reversing it. So there's definitely an avenue for them to expand that, and and just grow either that character or that power set or yeah. you know do cool stuff with the emotional spectrum. Well, that's the thing. They've got him in the basement. So I mean, like there's. Hopefully, there's several different stories you can potentially tell with this character, and I love that. And you know, in the end, when they finally had to break Barry of the rage, the colors that combated that were blue and uh, and, and violet. So basically, the the uh, the aspect of of hope and love was being projected at him and countered rage. So this, I mean, this very much ties to it. It makes sense because all of this this emotional spectrum is really the brainchild, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, Jeff Johns, who's executive producer, one of the executive producers for this show. So oh, okay, uh, yeah, man, I am stoked. Also, here's another little tidbit, too, before we move on to, to you know, the big meat and potatoes of the overall episode. Um, Barry Allen was actually temporarily a member of the Blue Lantern Corps and actually was the embodiment of hope on Earth for a set period of time during the Blackest Night. And it's a really, really awesome, I think it's like a three-issue miniseries where, you know, you actually see him getting that power ring and becoming, you know, basically hope incarnate and uh, I would love to see some kind of nod to that. I mean, I don't expect a blue power ring or anything like that, but I would like to see somehow they use Prism's power to, like, you know, up the hope and bury, and he becomes kind of this, you know, this blue flash. I would love that, man. That would be something really interesting, like either through some sort of uh, controlling mechanism to control Rainbow Raider to make him <laughs> he project just, something else. That's he could saying, hold or? up his flash ring and start chant, like quoting the blue lantern. Uh, you know, I, I forget what it is, but you know, basically love, love will keep us together. together. No, that's, that's, That'd that's, be violet. that's violet. Yeah. Hope. Um, what's hope. a good hope song in any song by tangerine dream. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I don't know. I'd love to see how they, uh, they end up doing that. That'd be great. All right. Obviously, you know, we're not here to talk about rainbow Raider. We're here to talk about freaking Flash versus Arrow. 
Yes. Now, did you notice like all the little things that they did to the Flash logo? Uh, yes. That was really neat how they sort of like tied those two together. Yeah, man. There's a lot of nods throughout. And actually, when when uh, Oliver first shows up uh, in that first scene, they play a quick. At first, I thought they were going to play the Arrow theme, but it's actually some sort of hybrid of the Arrow and Flash theme music. And so it's kind of like its own little Arrow or Flash versus Arrow theme. Ah. I know. I did. I never got a confirmation. I tweeted the writers on that, and um, I, I really want to kind of know and just hear that one little audio clip because I love the Flash theme and the Arrow. The dun 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 like that's I love that as well. And so the combination of the two is great. The Flash theme's incredible. Like it's it's really good. Dun dun so hopeful. So good. I like that one, and I like Constantine's. Does Constantine uh, have a theme? Well, it's got a little jingle at the beginning of it, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a theme. It, it's cool though. It's it's very uh, uh, uses a harpsichord, which I, for some reason just works with Constantine for me. Fair enough. Like when I think Constantine and I think music, I think harpsichord. So Arrow actually brings his entire team to Central City because they are investig- investigating Captain Boomerang. Yes, which now okay, so you're gonna have to clear this off of me. I didn't see the Captain Boomerang episode on Arrow. All right. Is he supposed to be Australian? I thought I thought the character Captain Boomerang was Australian. So two and things. I, um, one, yes, Captain Boomerang is Australian. And two, you watch tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Then, then you watch the Captain Boomerang on Arrow. Last week on Arrow, and again, we're not spoiling anything for those in the chat who haven't watched tonight yet. But uh, but last week on Arrow, you really only got just a real brief nod to Captain Boomerang. Is kind of the, um, you know how on Flash every single episode there's that surprise at the very tail end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Arrow doesn't always do that. I didn't really have anything good like that this week. Um, but but if uh, if you go back and watch just the last like two minutes, it's just Captain Boomerang throwing a boomerang. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So you really I, didn't miss anything from that point. Okay. Well, then then my point still stands though, because I heard this guy talk, and he's not Australian. Yeah, he is. It was that was not an Australian accent. That was, it was it was subtle. Maybe I, I I got Eastern European off of it, but really, yeah. I mean, but they said you know he was in the Australian Special Forces and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, they're, they're, they, he could be Australian by nationality and not have an Australian accent. I'm wondering if you just I mean, it wasn't like an exaggerated Australian. It's it's not Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's just the the accents I'm used to hearing. Right. I mean, it's like an American doing a British accent is completely different from a from from a Brit just speaking. Well, it depends on where you are. I guess so. I don't know. All right, yeah. See, I'm, I'm seeing right now in the chat, everybody's saying he's totally Aussie. No, no, I'm not saying that he's not. A kid. And, I mean, they said, they and said he was. Cisco is calling you racist. <laughs> that would be nationalist. That's true. <laughs> Somebody did uh, call us out on, uh, on Twitter for uh, for our, our conversation about Scottish people. Oh. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said as a Scot, he appreciated the conversation, and he's letting us off with a warning. And I wanted to, t- I wanted to tweet him back saying, "Oh, what are you going to do? Run off with our lucky charms?" But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like trolling the troller. Exactly. <laughs> no. Man, he wasn't trolling at all. He was he was having good fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So. No. My 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 uh, my ancestry. I trace my ancestry back to St. Andrews, Scotland. Actually, in the 1600s, that's when we. Uh, that's well, we didn't we didn't leave Scotland. We were kind of shipped out of Scotland by Oliver Cromwell. Because that's what happens when you're a different religion from the person who's conquering all of Britain. Yeah, this that that. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, getting back to the episode. 
<laughs> so less on indentured servitude of my ancestors and more about Flash. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So uh, what I love, man, and it's funny because it's very kind of um, a stark difference from what we saw tonight. But when Team Arrow comes into Central City, um, I mean, immediately you get that sense of Central City is a bright place it is a more fun place it's a you know there's a light-hearted spirit to team flash that just felicity notwithstanding does not exist on team arrow yeah it's like the it's like the you know gotham versus metropolis sort it's of exactly thing. the gotham versus metropolis sort of thing yeah i'm trying to think of a real world example of that yeah but you know who needs a real world example when you're talking about comic book tv shows yeah yeah this is true diggle man diggle got all the best lines too where he's like man that's not freaking you out <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he, he did it so well. He, like, like the look on his face when, when you know, when uh, Flash first shows up and you just kind of stand in there. Well, you know, we heard like, you're uh, fast. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we had heard that Diggle was going to get a lot of really good lines because he was going to be kind of the Han Solo figure, right? The the hokey religions, ancient weapons, and you know, not be used to seeing this kind of stuff. But it's so much more than that. Like he was just, I mean, it, it was h- hilarious seeing him deal with a world where metahumans exist and i love it because we have we don't we haven't really gotten a chance to see the outside world process barry and his amazing friends you know yeah yeah and it's also neat too like you know he's sitting there he's fast he's like what you didn't tell him about me he's like nah, we told him but uh you know seeing <laughs> is believing yeah which is which is you know if if you were to come onto this podcast and be like deed i can run really fast and be like yeah you know i'll you know you're, you're probably a, a pretty you know, fast running. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I can run to Austin in about 45 minutes. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. And then in 45 minutes later, when you knock on my door, that's when I go, y- y- you're fast. And <laughs> I pull my own little diggle. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, that's what we're calling it now. Pulling Anytime a diggle? you're shocked by something that, that someone's told you, but you didn't believe them, and then you see it and you do believe it, that's called uh, uh, diggling. <laughs> All right, let's lock it down. Hashtag it. <laughs> yep, hashtag diggle. So Just got diggled. Barry, uh, in an effort to speed things along, he actually uh, picks up Felicity and runs her to the Star Labs headquarters, and uh, we get our first showdown, Flash versus Felicity's shirt. <laughs> you know he did that on purpose, right? No, no, man, he's not that kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. He just, you know, that, that's, that, that's the thing. Hey, Barry, I'm going to be so cool, and like, you know, take her over there, run, and then he's like, oh, I forgot that her clothes aren't you know heat resistant and abrasion resistant like mine are oops <laughs> cisco gets that great line too i'm never forgetting this yeah <laughs> <laughs> look no look i will say this you know we've t- we've commented on the fact that barry is just not a player but i gotta tell you the as the flash he's gotten some confidence that line he had when he was talking with iris at jitters and um you know she says i bet you say that to all the girls and he's like what other girls i was like oh that that's a cool move right there that's smooth yeah and uh, in the episode uh, last week where, you know, he's like, you're worth being on time for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kind of stuff, yeah. He's a, he, I'm not saying he's a player, but he's got game. How about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, and not only that, it's funny because even though he does, when he's kind of the flash, he's got that kind of confidence that comes out. Um, he's still like when he first walks in and she mentions her uh, her boyfriend, he's like, did y'all break up? You know, just like, <laughs> Really, really kind of, okay, calm down, Barry. <laughs> you know? yeah. And speaking of boyfriends, Eddie, what? Eddie's like changed, man. 
Uh, you know, it's funny because at the end of the episode where Eddie was like, I'm going to find him. I'm going to bring him in. I was like, dude, nobody cares what you're going to do because freaking arrow and flash, man. Like, you know, I felt, yeah, you know, I felt your B bad. plot is are you, like, that's not even a B plot at this point. You're like C <laughs> plot, dude. Like, calm down. Save it for next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, uh, let, let's talk about that later. You're talking about next, uh, next week, right? Yeah, yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. We should, let's save that for later. Um, uh, Cisco says we need to pause. He needs to use the bathroom. No, we're not going <laughs> to. We just like play Jeopardy music. Everybody's just waiting on him. It's I like, love Cisco, but we got like 15 people here. We got we can't we can't just pause. And five yeah. of those are CW executives. We we definitely What's up, can't CW pause. executives. How's, How's it going, guys? guys? How's it going? Yeah, it's good Be- to see you here. Bell's still available for uh, for Grod. Just, that is true. Just that is true. That out there. And by the way, speaking of things that you're available for, Iris mentions that uh, Oliver is one of her top three on her list. And I can only assume that that list is composed of uh, Oliver Queen, The Flash, and Matthew Bell. I, I mean, come on, let's 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 be real here. Of course, I'm on that list. Well, I mean, I'm on every woman's list and a lot of <laughs> men's list too. I'm just saying, but you know, you know, people. I'm just saying when people were putting it out there on Twitter, I I, I kind of asked. I was like, I wonder who the other two are, and. Uh, some people were like, I'm sure it's, you know, the real Bo York and ring that bell. And I was like, well, I'm I, the real Bo York. I'm taking myself off the list. But uh, <laughs> ring that bell. We'll put him on that list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As we as we we sure that Iris has. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, her her just fangirling out. That's the great thing. It's not just the Flash. I mean, they do this on Arrow a lot, too. But there are a lot of nods to the fans where the characters almost embody the spirit of the people watching this show. Uh, so Iris very much becomes an Arrow fangirl. Um, when we actually finally get to the big throwdown between Flash and Arrow, you've got Diggle and Cisco and Caitlin all arguing, as we all have been doing for the last past week, who would win in this fight. And uh, oddly enough, Felicity, ever the voice of the fans, is the one that says, are you really talking about this now? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they're sitting there, it's like, well, you know, he's got years of experience. Arrow, you know, he's got years course he's got experience you know he's got the tactical know-how and he's like yeah but barry's got super speed i know like it's super speed trumps let me ask you this bill going into this who did you think was going to win uh well so arrow's supposed to be our batman right i mean i i hate to put it in those terms I, i like to say with no batman in this universe arrow fills that power vacuum yes yes that's that's i guess you could say yes he's our batman so I, bearing that in mind, also bearing in mind that he actually isn't Batman, I was going to give the edge to Flash, but I think Arrow would put up a uh, a, a very good fight, and it, 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 it's going to be like a narrow edging out on either end, but I give it to the Flash. All right, so you, you were saying going into this, you were expecting the Flash to win. But yeah. very, very narrowly. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I kind of assumed they were going to give it to Arrow, but I was hoping for the Flash. I think the Flash makes more sense. Um, and I got to mention, too, before we get into, you know, really the, the big fight, uh, there's <laughs> um, Kyle makes points out that uh, Arrow is not Batman. He's that man. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but there's a scene where Harrison Wells is talking about Oliver, and he refers to him as that man, but it sounds exactly like Batman. I thought he said Batman. I know. Man, the internet exploded. Everybody thought he said Batman. And actually, the first time he, he said it, or when, or I guess the only time he said it, it was one of those deals where, like, originally my ears said Batman, but then my mind caught up and put it together and said Batman. 
But, dude, it sounded a lot like it. Yeah, that's I, – I don't know what my brain did, but, like, I heard Batman. I was like, yeah. You know, you know? I, I would imagine it's one of those deals where after that take, it probably didn't sound – like, they're like, well, you know, we should probably redo it, but it sounded exactly like Batman, so let's just roll with it. I don't think it was intentional, but surely – I mean, everybody who listened to that thought Batman. No, 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 Batman. Arrow. My name is that man. For three seasons, I've been the Arrow. But a man from the future renamed me. I must become something else. I must become that man. Quick, to the that cave. The Batmobile. Who does sidekick be? Them or that, that, them boy, them boys, them boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, okay. So, yes, yeah, so the big fight coming up. Uh, before we talk about the fight, though, we got to talk about the training. I mean, you know, Arrow comes into town. He sees that Barry is a little bit um, wet behind the ears, let's say, and decides he's going to take him out back and uh, and train him and i was actually shocked even though i knew that flash was going to take him in a fight i was really surprised that arrow was able to teach him a couple of things i i'm not surprised at all i mean that that's what i was kind of looking for with this episode was you know like you said barry's very inexperienced whereas oliver is not and so yeah what but... i was expecting from this because but that's the thing is like barry always runs in head first everything that 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 uh oliver yeah. said was, was exactly correct yeah you know, and, I was even thinking about when when Oliver first walks in, Barry does that thing that he does way too often, which is a diving save. And it's like, dude, as soon as you're on the floor, you can't be running. So, like, save them, but keep moving. Don't just dive and then land on the floor. Yeah. Like, that's how the other guy got the upper hand on him. And it's not the first time that he's done that as well. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. Yeah, and so, you know, he does all this kind of, like, you know, rookie heroic stuff. The stuff that you and I would do. If we're trying to be heroic, like the right. stuff that we see in comics and stuff. Right. But that, that doesn't work. And so you have Oliver come along. It's like, look, you gotta, you know, I've been doing this for eight years and I've battled Mirakuru soldiers. I've battled the mob, you know, I've battled all these people and I'm alive. And so that's testament to my tactics and my you know yeah. procedures and my things like that. You have super speed. You just got it. And, you know, you've almost died a couple times. So, <laughs> you know, why don't you listen to me? Yeah. I'll teach you a couple things and we'll, we'll both be better for it. And he points out, you know, you've got you've got the time to actually survey the entire area before you actually do anything. Uh, but you just don't do that. Yeah, that was a really neat little uh, little intro there. Uh, I never thought about that. It's like, yeah, he's got all the time in the world. He can case the entire place find you know any sort of bombs that are because how great would that be you know barry like oh he's at this place he's got you know a hostage situation at the bank and then barry strolls up and he's like what do you think you're gonna do flash there's bombs all over this building and barry just like throws a bag full of bombs at him and be like yeah i found them all uh yeah exactly come to prison with me right now (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there was a an animated movie where that happens where he's like oh you mean these bombs and he throws a sack in front of him or something like that there didn't that happen i don't know maybe um in the Justice League movie, uh, the 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 one that was uh, Justice League uh, animated, Doom? like it was the the fifties one, the one that looked like it was made. Oh, in, right, right. With um, why am I blanking on this? I know exactly what you're talking about. New Frontier. New Frontier. Thank, thank you, Kyle. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Kyle in the chat, nail on the head. New Frontier. Uh, yeah, because there there's a part where Captain Cold comes and he's like, "There's seven bombs all over the city," and Flash is like, "Uh oh," and so he runs away. And collect six bombs, and he's like, "Wait a second, that seventh bomb doesn't exist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Back, I was like, that, that was really cool. Flash versus multiple bombs will be something we'll be talking about a little bit later. Indeed we will. The uh, getting shot in the back. I love that uh, he does that. He's like, yeah, Felicity told me you heal fast. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> and he just yanks those arrows out, too. I know. You get the impression, or at least I got the impression, that even though, I mean, I don't want to say that Oliver's jealous of Barry's speed, but you can just see that he is fuming because of the fact that Oliver knows if he had Barry's speed, he would be so much more effective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that That's the thing that gets him, is that he is effective right now, right. but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if he had those powers, his job would be a thousand times easier. But see, that's the thing. I, I call, like, BS on that because Barry, learning to run at the speed of sound is not surviving on an island. I'm not saying that Barry could survive on an island, but I'm also not but, but I don't think that that qualifies Oliver to get struck by lightning and handle the speed force. You have to, you have to adjust to that. That takes time. That takes its own kind of training that Oliver doesn't have. And now, granted, Oliver came in, he was able to teach Barry a lot, and I really, really loved all that. But I do think this little chip on his shoulder that he has is somewhat unjustified. He even well, says, and you mentioned it already, but he says that I've seen things that you haven't even imagined. And I'm like, dude, you don't know what Barry's seen, buddy. Like, that that, that was not fair. Yes and no. Oh, and, no. And, what do you, what? I mean, well, he's been doing this for longer. Like, he's, he's had people close to him hurt. Weather and, was and, and, multiplex. Freaking, now, but you're, freaking you're, you're taking, zoom. You're taking, you're taking this from a literal standpoint. He's saying, I've seen things that you've, that you've never seen before. Right. But what he's referring to there is like situations, uh, you know, things like that. Like, uh, you know, I, I've been in situations, I've experienced things uh, that you've never even thought of. He, I don't think he's saying like, oh, you know, I've seen neat things and you've seen metahumans. I, I don't think that's where he's going with that. What I think I, he's trying to say yeah. is that, you know, the experiences that he's gotten in these eight years dwarf all the experiences that Barry has had thus far as a hero. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I still think that that's a little unwarranted. I mean, I, I get it, and I get also it's the whole, the human condition, right? I mean, Oliver, uh, while, while Barry has definitely seen some horrific things in, in his life, Oliver has seen human beings, you know, fellow his fellow man pushed in areas that uh, people just shouldn't be pushed to. And so, I mean, I, I do get it from that standpoint, but I still think it's a little... A little bit unfair. I don't well, know. Well, like earlier when you're talking about the island. Yeah. You know, I don't think Barry could, I don't think he's got the, uh, uh, you know, emotional fortitude to kind of like to handle the kind of atrocities that right. happen. Oh, yeah. The then, yeah. Completely agree. Put Barry on that island, he'd be dead in a week. I mean, well, you know. no, he'd just run off of it because he can run off over Oh, water. well, yeah. Put the flash on that island and he's gone. <laughs> he'd be out <laughs> there in like, a minute. <laughs> why am I staying here for all these years? I can just run across the water. <laughs> we should, uh, man, we should make a brogues about that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I'm making a note of that one. Um, all right. Also, Papa Joe and Her uh, and H.G. Wells saw Arrow season one, Matthew Bell, and they did not like what they saw of this interpretation of Arrow because he goes around and he kills people. Yeah, it seems like they just didn't catch up with season two. Yeah, they, that's that's what it was. They didn't they didn't watch season two. They they just saw season one and they were like, you know what? I'm four episodes in. I'm out. And you know what? I was right there with Papa Joe and uh, and H.G. Wells back in the day. I, I was I couldn't handle Arrow when I was like, "What? Who's this? You got you got to tell me you're taking this DC comic superhero and making him a cold blooded killer." You know he is well, not the Punisher. Not, not cold blooded killing. Uh, all right, fine. Not cold blooded killing, but still not not heroic. Well, yeah, uh, you know they're they're 
borderline justified homicides, maybe. Mm, all right, regardless. He's killing bad people. He's not a, like, heroes don't kill people like that. DC True. heroes specifically do not do not kill people like that. And I know you can pull some different people out, but uh, that is not the Green Arrow. And yeah, of course, it, it, that's more Wolverine than it is Green Arrow. Sure. But I mean, this is a new interpretation. And honestly, season one of Arrow, it rubbed people the wrong way, which is why I make the joke about uh, Papa Joe and HG. I mean, they that was like that was very much the consensus with a lot of fans. Now, they obviously they pulled it together and they brought in some crazy things in season two and uh, brought me back as a fan. In fact, we would not be doing this podcast if season two was not as good as it was, um, both because The Flash probably wouldn't have been a spinoff and also just because I wouldn't have actually watched it. <laughs> but um but yeah man so they they are not keen on this guy papa joe i i understand a bit hg wells is kind of interesting because last time felicity was on the show he tells her you know say hello to the arrow from us and it was almost kind of like a pleasantry it wasn't this you work for a killer you know well maybe maybe it was something uh of hg wells kind of like inadvertently hinting at the fact that he knows something else that he's not supposed to know yet and so maybe, you know, when Papa Joe's are like, I don't like this era guy. He's a, you know, he's a bad guy. And then maybe H.E. Wells is like, no, he's a superhero. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah, he is bad right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a like, good I, point. I got yeah, to forget that I know everything that happens in the future. And I know that Arrow actually becomes a good guy. So I got to forget that and pretend that I've yeah. only seen Arrow season one. Man, I hadn't thought about it like that. But you, yeah, that is a good point. It, um, I mean, we have seen H.G. break character from time to time. Uh, where where he goes on kind of psycho mode, or or he kind of tips uh, tips the bean can, as as I like to say, and uh, and you start to see what's kind of behind the facade. So yeah, now a lot of people are questioning how he actually figured out that uh, Green Arrow is, or rather Arrow is Oliver Queen, um, because he definitely seems to not know that. Now whether or not that's a facade or not, he he does appear to really want to find out who Oliver, who Arrow is specifically. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? On how he figured it out? Yeah. Uh, probably ask Gideon. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think the implication, if he was being sincere with Felicity, was that Gideon doesn't know. That in the future, it never becomes, a, like, you know, it never becomes public knowledge that Oliver Queen is the Arrow. Uh, okay. Also, well, in the future, considering that, um, his legacy is secured, shall we say, with uh, the revelation that um, young Miss Hawk did have the baby, which was, uh, I know you don't know what that was all in reference to, but uh, at the very end, the girl that he meets in, uh, in the coffee shop is actually a girl that he does not realize, but uh, actually had his child several years ago. Yeah, I had to have my buddy ask him about that because I was like, who was that person? <laughs> yeah, a child who would grow, uh, we can assume will grow up to become Connor Hawk, uh, the green arrow of the future. And so, you know, his line is secure as far as the, the who will become the next Green Arrow. It's possible that this Green Arrow is completely unknown to uh, to H.G. Wells. Ah, it could be. It could be. Now, my guess is when, all right, so when Barry is actually in the uh, in the police department, he's venting and he's saying, none of you, you don't, you never believed I could do this. And, you know, you and Harrison and Oliver and blah, blah, blah. Like he throws Oliver's name in there very willy nilly. And there's even this look on Papa Joe's face like, who the heck is Oliver? <laughs> so I'm wondering if that's the point at which kind of Joe and H.G. Wells put it, puts it together and figures out that Oliver Queen is the arrow. Yeah, like I wouldn't doubt Joe would probably, uh, you know, help H.G. Wells figure it out. 
because he is a detective and he's apparently a good one. So, yep. you know, I'm sure he was probably looking into that. And with the resources that Harrison has at his disposal, there's, you know, it wouldn't take them very long to, to figure it out. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ultimately, it was great to see Team Arrow, Team Flash come together. I loved all the little uh, in jokes to the way that one team does business versus the other. Uh, one of my favorite lines of the entire show was where Arrow Oliver mentions to Barry, he's like, you know, we'll talk about your naming of your supervillains. Are you, what does he say? The uh, the code names for your uh, uh, gosh, what does he call them? I can't remember because it wasn't supervillains. Foes, maybe something like that. Um, and then Barry throws it back and says, you know, oh, okay, can we do this over coffee with Deathstroke and Huntress? Yeah. <laughs> Point match, Oliver. Yeah. Game set match, Mr. Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, all right. So the fight goes down. Finally, it, it's toe-to-toe. Arrow versus the Flash. Speed versus Speedy's dad. so so the the big the big issue here with this fight Mm. uh that i had so barry is under at at, at this point in the story in the episode barry is under the influence of uh rainbow raiders uh emotional eyeball blast thing he's got the rage going he's got the rage going thank you uh he got whammied Whammy. Yeah, he got whammy. So, where did the whammy thing come from, by the way? Anchorman? I have no earthly idea. Okay, yeah, because like this whammy. Okay, so anyway, so he's so Barry's whammied right now. Now, I wasn't expecting this to be in the fight. Like, I thought there was going to be a difference in their methods. Like, right. uh, Barry got really upset that uh, you know uh, that Oliver was using torture and stuff like that to get information. So, I thought mm. that's how the fight was going to start. I I didn't see that it was going to be. I mean, once I saw that, uh, you know, the guy can. Uh, that uh, Roy Ruggie Bivolo can uh, incite people with rage. I was like, okay, so that's probably where they're going to take right, that. Right, right, right. But before I knew that, I thought there's going to be a different circumstance to their fight. Now, with that being said, with Barry under the influence of the rage virus, whatever, <laughs> I think that completely changes the dynamic of this fight. Because it's not level-headed Barry, it's Barry under a cloud of rage, and so he's not going to act like he normally would. So it's okay. kind of like a handicap in Barry. I, I completely agree with you, like 100%. In fact, I think throughout the fight, when it comes to actually fist fighting, like Arrow got one punch in, and the only reason he did, in my opinion, is because Barry wasn't himself. Right, right, because he, he, he choreographed Barry's moves when he's moving right. at like 300 miles an hour. And, it, and for him to do that means that Barry's not thinking and he's not being – He's being predictable, which, you know, you would figure. Right. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. Barry in normal might still be predictable, but still he just I cannot believe he would leave his guard down. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just I he Arrow would have never gotten that punch in if Barry was in his right mind. Now, in this fight, we see a lot of different things. We see different trick arrows. We see the tranquilizer arrow that. You know, Barry just vibrates it out of his system, which that was, was an, super cool. Oh, so awesome! I love yeah. that. Reminded me of uh, Vapor, right? Or um, what was that guy's name? Uh, uh, Mist. Mist. That's right. Uh, who is a Zaz on uh, Gotham, by the way? Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. So that's interesting though, because if he fights this guy again, like he, he's so in tune with his powers now. If he, if, if Mist ever breaks out, he's not going to be a big deal. I know, right? <laughs> Well, I that's feel real true. Bad for that guy. Most of these guys, when they're putting them, they're locking them up in the basement. I mean, at this point, they've kind of figured out which, which, what each one's kryptonite is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all right, so you get well, the, the ones uh, they haven't killed. 
Well, you that's the thing. Okay, this is really cool though. Consider in the midst of this arrow fight, we're seeing Barry use a lot of tricks that he's learned throughout fighting his villains. He uses that phasing trick that he learned from Mist. He also using the anti-tornado twist that he learned from um, uh, Weather Wizard. And he uses super fast punches, which was my most favorite piece yeah, of that fight. That's right, man. Yeah, which was very much what you thought he was going to end up doing with Girder. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought he was going like, to do super punches and like break him. And I was like, oh, man, no super punches. I got my super punches. Yes. <laughs> um, Early it, Christmas present. Thanks, CW writers. When it all comes down, I'm giving, you know, th- there's, there's the running commentary of Dig and, and, and Vibe specifically talking about what's going on. And Cisco actually declares this match a tie. And I think he's being gracious. In my, for my money, Barry was doped up and Arrow still had to call in help from Star Labs, which is technically Team Arrow. So, I mean, Team Flash. So I am giving this fully to Team Flash. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree. Uh, had the fight been a more uh, even scenario, as in like Barry wasn't, uh, influenced by the 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 rage emotional spectrum if it had just been regular Barry and you know of course regular Oliver right I think that it would have been closer or not, not closer I think it would have been uh more decidedly on the Flash's side as opposed to being a tie on this one all right so we got to talk about the elephant in the room and uh, and not only because we got to talk about it, but everybody in the chat is going crazy saying we got to we got to bring this up. Yeah, we go directly from the this fight where Barry mentions that he's going to have a hangover, which I would think he's excited for because that's what he wanted a couple episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> you see Barry go down to the to the uh, to the prison and just be like, "Dude, look at me! Please look at me!" Okay, cool. And he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's the hangover. <laughs> All the hangover without any of the buzz." Uh, so we get so yeah we get that one scene and Flash or Arrow says you know I hope you still got some of the tank because we got to go take this guy down and he's like hey let's do it together and then all of a sudden the dude's in 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 the basement and there's no explanation as to how they actually took him down. Yeah, I was. Eh, so I'm you know I'm coming off the high of the fight between the two, and then they're like let's go take him down I'm like yes it's gonna be awesome they're gonna go fight together and then it's like. Uh, they slapped him in cuffs and you know put him in the in the cell and I was like, uh, what? So I got to ask this question. I, I'm asking this to the chat because I don't know. Um, my assumption is that this was cut this way to really kind of amp up that the big fight of this episode was the Flash versus Arrow, and not the Flash versus Prism or Flash and Arrow versus Prism. And so we didn't necessarily need that flight fight because obviously if these two are working together, uh, they're going to take him down easily. A lot of pe- however, a lot of people are saying that ten minutes was actually like cut out of the episode where we were actually supposed to see this fight. Um, really? And so I, I don't know if that's just kind of fan reaction saying like you know we want we want to see this and it was never in there. But I mean, is that confirmed? Was there actually ten minutes that was legitimately cut, or is that kind of all of us as a, a community? I hate to even say griping, but um, a little frustrated that we didn't get to, a chance to see that fight. You know, I, I didn't read anything. I felt the uh, the ending was very, very, very abrupt, and I was kind of disappointed by it, but I didn't read into it uh, because I kind of agree with you that like this was Flash versus Arrow. Yeah, and I think and, that's what it is. I really don't think that anything was cut out, and Green Claw's even saying that, that was really just a rumor that went around the internet. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I, I get it, and I think structurally it makes a lot of sense. This is the fight that they were, you know, this is the big, um, you know, throwdown that they were really kind of leading up to, and so... I, I'm 
I don't necessarily, I honestly don't think that a uh, Rainbow Raider versus Arrow and Flash is going to be that interesting of a fight anyway, unless he turns one of them to fight on the other. You know what I mean? So it's really, you know, he probably just Arrow hit him in the back with an arrow, with a boxing glove arrow, and it was done. Well, what I was expecting, though, was, you know, you got some gas in the tank, let's do this. At this point, they go, and then it's like a well-oiled machine, right? We get to see them work together cooperate and bring this guy because like you know normally barry has to fight these guys like two you know two sometimes three rounds before he finally beats them at the end of the episode and with arrow i thought it would have been cool to see them go and just bam just take him out and we get to see how they do it and like it'd be quick it'd be like a five minute kind of thing here's exactly what it is I, i will i will describe it to you right now um they find out where he is barry super speeds up and pokes him in the eyes yoink and then Arrow comes up behind him and shoots him with one of those arrows that wraps rope around him, and then they bring him down to the basement, and that's it. Even better. Even better. Barry super speeds in, guy turns around, and then Arrow jumps down behind him. He turns around again. Arrow has an arrow that's not a boxing glove. It's like a, a, a Three Stooges, like, you know, poke your eyeball out thing, and he shoots it at him. Yeah. And then Roy Bibolo puts his hand up to block it, and then that's when Barry turns around and uh, super speeds him and knocks him out. No, yeah, that's that's good too. That's good too. Here's here's total, what, total three Stooges moment. Yeah, totally, totally. So here's here's what I'm saying. Barry runs up to him, holds up his uh, blue lantern ring, and he says, "You have failed my city." No, he says, "In fearful day, in a raging night, with strong hearts full of our souls ignite, when all seems lost in the war of light." Look to the stars, for hope burns bright. And then he becomes Blue Lantern Flash. Oh, yeah. Credits. <laughs> Fund it. Uh, dude, I'd kickstart that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to mention. Um, well, you know, Barry kicking the crap out of Eddie. Yeah, okay, so I I, I kind of, I, I yes, definitely. I, I was kind of glossed over that. Yeah, because, I, I mean, like I said, when he comes up and he's all like, Burr, I'm like, who cares, dude? But uh, but you're right, this is this is a deal because a lot of people, I mean, one way or the other, this could be the start of the Thon-Allen divide. I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, we know that whether or not this Eddie Thon ends up being a reverse flash uh, or not, his family will go on from this point hating the flash. So this could this is the beginning, man. This is uh this is a big deal. Yeah, and then yeah, that's why I think we should talk about it because it is a big deal. This is this is the turning point for that character where uh you know, up until this point, it's been like, yeah, he's been a happy go he's he's not a bad guy, you know? He seems like he's a happy go lucky guy. And now he's got this vendetta against the flash, which is the exact like opposite wrong person that you want to, you know, piss off if yeah. you're a vigilante would be a cop. Yeah. It, and so now he's got this, you know, Eddie's got this, this, you know, vendetta against the Flash, and he thinks, you know, he's he's basically J. Jonah Jameson for uh, Spider-Man, mm. but for Flash, like he he's a menace. I don't like him. We have to take him down. When that's not at all what he is. Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. Yeah. And so it's it's you know it's it's an interesting turn, and I, I'm curious to see where they're going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a hard time caring. I know that's terrible, but I, I really so much other big stuff was going down that uh, that moment, which really should be uh, should be big, didn't land with me. Speaking of moments, actually, that didn't land with me. The only like the only moment that I think fell a little flat uh, was when Barry had just been whammied with the uh, with the red eyes, 
And he tells Caitlin, you know, I'm not Ronnie. Stop treating me like I am. And I don't feel like he sold that line. Like that was supposed to yeah. be a heavy moment. And it just, it fell a little flat for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they're trying to, you know, keep him fresh on our minds and stuff, but there's only that one scene where she was like, you shouldn't go. It's not safe. And that's the only real clue that we had that she was being overprotective of him. And it just seemed kind of forced. I agree with you on that. When I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, he's, he's just saying that to be mean because of the rage stuff. Yeah. But yeah. It, it didn't really like resonate, I guess, like it should. I, I should have been like, ooh, man, that was rough. And I was like, dude, it's being a jerk. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, that, that moment did set us up for the big reveal at the end of the episode, which was, you know, they never actually stated that it was Firestorm. I know. That's why I'm kind of curious about this, because these guys come to mug him, and he gets up, and he lights himself on fire, and I don't. it doesn't look like it's going to end well for the muggers. I got to wonder, you know, you and me, Bell, and probably the majority of people listening to this podcast— uh, they see him and they realize that that's Ronnie Raymond. That's going to be Firestorm, or that is Firestorm that we just saw. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if, if there's a, a number of people who actually saw him and thought back to the end of the Captain Cold episode and uh, are thinking that this might actually be Heatwave. Well, it popped into my head. Yeah. And then I was like, well, there's no gun. And uh, this guy, you know, clearly he needed the gun. He just has an infatuation with fire. It's not him. So it has to be Firestorm. But at the same token, I was thinking, you know, Firestorm's definitely you know, good guy. And it just doesn't look like good things are going to happen to those right. guys who were trying to mug him. Well, he's, I mean, he's losing control, man. I mean, he, I, he's, he's one half of a hero at this point. He, he still needs to uh, be balanced out. That's true. That's true. That's uh, something definitely to consider. I hadn't thought of that. So one last thing before we move on to uh, arrow, there's a, a throwaway line, but Cisco makes mention of the fact when, Flash goes evil. He's like, oh, well, you know, it'd be really great if we had a cold gun about now. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a pretty bold move considering last time that the cold gun came up, H.G. Wells pretty much threatened to kill him. <laughs> I mean, I guess he doesn't know that's what H.G. Wells was saying, but we know that's what H.G. Wells was saying. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, I, I mean, he brings up a valid point. You know, it, it is a very valid point. And sure, H.G. Wells doesn't like it because, you know, Barry's like his pet project. But, uh, you know, yeah, that would have been a very useful tool yeah. for, you know, anybody in that situation. Absolutely. He was justified. He was definitely justified. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're kind of throwing the format a little bit out completely tonight because it's a special episode with uh, everything that's happened. Uh, it's interesting, Bell, as we talk about, as we transition to Arrow, um, I was under the impression that this was going to be a two-part episode. When very much it was just, you know, basically just two episodes that happened to be crossover episodes. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like you thought it was going to be uh, to be continued and then they continue it on Arrow. Yeah, man, I really did. I thought that, um, you know, I was actually very surprised at the end of Flash when, you know, the stories kind of wrapped up. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I mean, I know we we had the boomerang that kind of flew around the, uh, the lab, but beyond that, there really isn't that much that's still out there. The reason why they didn't do this, or they didn't do it like that, in my opinion, is because it's two different, uh, two different shows entirely. And I think you're absolutely right. In fact, as we transition and we see the, you know, my name is Oliver Queen, and we get the title card with the arrow, and then the lightning comes behind it. Um, immediately, we're no longer in Central City. Everything's dark. Everything's gritty. People are dying. You have Argus coming in with all these armed guards. 
Dig is having his marital problems, except he's not married, as we're reminded 30 times during the, uh, <laughs> the episode. And uh, it's just, it's totally, completely different. Oh, and the flashbacks, man. Like, one of the things I really loved about this past episode of Flash is we didn't get the flashbacks. I was hoping that as we go into Arrow, we would not have the flashbacks, but unfortunately, they keep on doing this. Now, I realize that thematically that makes sense. I mean, if they're going to keep it in-universe and in this form of storytelling, uh, they have to continue that forward. Plus, it very much makes sense with kind of the lesson that Oliver is learning in this episode. But I really found myself, every single time we were back in time at China, I really wanted to jump over back to the Flash. Or, well, specifically back over to the main Flash versus Zero storyline. Yeah, you know, uh, th- those flashback scenes were important, and they are important to uh, build Oliver and the Arrow's character. And, you know, I, I feel like they need them, sure, because yeah. that's, that's how they're, that's, that's the avenue through which they decide to uh, explore his personality traits and things like that. Sure, that's great. But I agree with you. I want to see more Flash versus Arrow and less flashback versus Arrow. Yeah, and I, again, I, I do like, I like the flashbacks. And it made sense. And the whole, you know, him when he was first learning to torture, essentially, and being confronted with a more hopeful, basically wanting to be Barry, right? I mean, to some extent, he sees Barry and he seems Team Flash and he sees these people who are doing essentially the same thing he is, but aren't so, uh, what do you say, emotionally unstable? Yeah. Something like that. I'm kind of curious to what you thought about this episode. As somebody who is not, you know, obviously you're you're tuning in every single week for the Flash. You have not been doing so for Arrow. Uh, what was kind of this? What was the uh, the gear change for you like? So I, I I've seen episodes of Arrow, so I knew what to expect going into it. So I wasn't like, oh, this is not like the Flash at all. It's all dark and gritty and blah blah blah. So uh-huh. I you know I knew what to expect. Uh, but at the same token, uh, it it's didn't feel like other flash episodes that I or I'm sorry right. episodes that I had seen right there were I guess I mean I, I guess normally the dynamic between uh I are they call him speedy Arsenal red hood okay red arrow. yeah I don't know apparently they're calling him red arrow I I don't know why they don't call him either Arsenal or speedy I mean it makes sense that he's red arrow because he's the arrow and he's red and so you know yeah so I'm assuming the uh, although I gotta say I loved the Speedy reference. I called that earlier today that I was hoping there'd be some sort of nod to uh, to Roy being Speedy and then also that making much more sense as a Flash sounding name. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> and I, I love like too that Oliver is asked about Speedy and he immediately goes to Roy, which means that even though Roy is Red Arrow now, in Oliver's mind he's still Speedy. Yeah, <laughs> made me happy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like. Uh... I didn't so so with Oliver being on Flash still felt like a Flash episode. Right. Barry being on Arrow kind of changed the tone for Arrow. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like uh you know, I've I've only seen maybe four or five episodes of Arrow, but of the ones that I've seen they were all different in tone than this episode. It's funny. I'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything like that. Like I enjoyed the episode, but it was it was different. It, it didn't it didn't feel like some of the other episodes that I had seen. It's funny because, you know, a lot of times as I've been watching The Flash, I've been watching the dynamic of Cisco and Caitlin and, and Harrison Wells specifically, and thinking about how much more I like the established dynamic of uh, of Diggle and Felicity and Oliver, and 
it's interesting because now that I've actually seen these two teams interact, I realize just how much I've grown to love Caitlin and uh, and Cisco specifically. Like I realized, like man, Arrow would be so much better, and I love that show. But Arrow, just Team Arrow in general, would be so much better if they had a Cisco. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, a little bit of lightheartedness every now and again. Yeah, and and it's even just kind of that observation when they're in the sidekick mobile when it's uh, vibe and. Uh, Diggle and, and Red Arrow slash Arsenal Side slash Speedy. It was, dude. Like when he was saying, uh, you know, Cisco, you go with uh, you go with Roy and Diggle. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just go on off to the sidekick mobile and take on off. You heroes go do the real thing. <laughs> Quick, Roy, to the sidekick mobile. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so while they're having that conversation and, and Cisco even says, you know, I feel like metahumans just kind of open up the floodgates to what's already there emotionally and, and people like Barry or the hope that combat the, the dark, the tragedy that's within humanity or, or however more eloquently he said it. And then, you know, put the icing on the cake with the, and it's really cool too. Yeah. 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 Cause it's, it's, you know, he's right. The world's been screwed up for a while. It's not like metahumans made the world worse as we've seen right. in the first three seasons of arrow. They're bad people out there. And, you know, now there's this these these people out there. Of course, there's only one that we know of so far that has a that's not like, you know, a psycho murderer person. But, you know, he's there and he has the ability to stop all this other craziness. And, you know, yeah, it's like a you know, it's like a very fortuitous that 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 has happened later on when they're all sitting at the club. Cisco does make mention of the fact that, you know, with dealing with metahumans, it seems less real to them. And so, it you know. Uh, everything over an arrow. The reason why it seems more dark and gritty is because it is they're dealing with kind of a, a less supernatural element. I don't think that's fair though, because Flash has seen his share of tragedy. You know, taking his mom even completely out of it. I mean, we saw Captain Cold freeze a guy to death, and Captain Cold's a fun villain, but I mean, he's also a killer. Even though he yeah. doesn't like to kill, he still does it. He's not afraid to, and he has done it. We've also seen people electrocuting or wanting to electrocute those guys to death. Uh, Girder was not exactly, you know, a, uh, a nice guy. I mean, there's, there are, it's not just a superhuman punch fest. People are dying over on Flash. There is a real, um, there's real stakes involved. Like Blackout, you know, he accidentally killed his friends. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's rough, dude. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, uh, I've, I've accidentally killed a lot of friends. And like, it's, it's hard. That's what happened to Jimmy. Yeah, oh, poor guy, man. <laughs> Don't tell the cops. Yeah, Bell has not killed anybody. That's um, this is all just part of his demo reel for Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, that I know of. I mean, you know. So we got to talk about Cisco wanting to call the uh, the uh, underground layer the Arrow Cave and uh, and rubbing off on who was it? Was it was it Roy who actually called it the Arrow Cave? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's like, see what you've started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great nod. Of course, Arrow did have, if I'm not mistaken, an Arrow cave and an Arrow plane and an Arrow mobile and basically anything that Batman had, uh, the Green Arrow had an Arrow version of. Now, Bell, as you've mentioned several times on the show, that it shouldn't be called the Arrow cave. It should be called the Quiver. Yes, yes, it should. That's one of my favorite uh, little Green Arrow panels from the comics is Harley Quinn sitting there making fun of him for it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so. like, yeah, you got a better idea? Yeah, why don't you call it, I don't know, the Quiver. I think, uh, I think Cisco, I'm actually kind of uh, disappointed that Cisco didn't think of that. He's, uh, you know, he, in all fairness, he wasn't exactly on his A game. At first he wanted to call Captain Boomerang Captain Bang Bang or something like that. What was it? Uh, like, bang, uh, uh, dude, if he had said Bangarang, that would have been awesome. Bangarang, Rufio, Bangarang! <laughs> Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. Rufio. 
Rufio. Looky, looky, <laughs> I got hooky. Dude, I'm hoping that they include. Are you watching this uh, live Peter Pan thing? Uh, no. I'm not planning on watching it either. Although I was thinking if they added a Rufio, a Rufio character, I'd be pretty excited about that. Although, Christopher Walken is going to play fuck. I've got uh, this uh, alligator. He follows me around and he eats my... I can't... Man, what is up with my kids? Yeah, I can't do a walking either. I I can get there. You see this uh, alligator. He comes and he eats my hands. That's terrible. No, that's actually not bad. Was that not bad? Okay. That wasn't bad. It sounded sounded good on this side. All right, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Yes, he was going to call him like Boomer Bang or something like that. Thank you, uh, Max, in the chat. That's great. Um, But yeah, no, so... I, I think that Cisco probably could have come up with something a little bit better if he wanted to. Let's talk really quick about Boomerang because, honestly, I'm I'm hoping and I think we can all assume that he will be making his way to Central City very soon as he is kind of a top-tier rogue. What did you think about this interpretation of Boomerang? Uh, aside from me not being able to pick up on his accent as Australian, but that's, that's a fault on me and nothing to do with anything else, uh, I thought the actor did a great job with him. I thought it was awesome. I liked the acrobatics and the athleticism of Boomerang. And the fact yeah. that the man has a uh, granted they're they're uh they're cybernetically enhanced boomerangs. Yeah. But he has like mastered those things. Oh, that's yeah. Pretty, yeah. To- totally cool that the stuff he's able to do with a boomerang of all things, you know? What I loved is that it took like he went he went head to head to head with both Green Arrow and Red Arrow. And it makes sense. If, if he is going to be a rogue that faces off against the Flash, if he's going to be a challenge to the Flash on a regular basis, a, a normal person couldn't take him down. And I, and I realize that, you know, the Arrow, Team Arrow is not really the normal people. But at the same time, you know, it, it says something to his skill level that he can actually walk away from a fight with Oliver Queen without a scratch. Yeah, he's got that very calm, cool, and collected sort of uh, personality about him that uh, Captain Cold had. Yeah, oh. Like, like, like he's very meditative. He knows exactly like, like the whole, the five bomb things. He's like, look, dude, I'm, I'm five steps ahead of you. Just let me go. <laughs> oh man. Look, I'm so ready for this. So they, they mentioned that Captain Cold ends up on the, uh, on the Island, right. With, uh, where we can assume that Slade is still, that's where Slade was locked up at the end of season two. Um, so at some point he's getting off that, he's getting off that Island. And I guarantee he's not going to get off alone. Yeah, he's probably going to go with Slade. Yep, 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 yep. So, looking forward to that. Uh, would love, man, Deathstroke and a uh, Captain Boomerang team up. That'd be uh, that'd be kind of interesting to see. Throw in some Captain Cold. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little, um, we could do like a Villains United or something like that. Well, so I, I heard a rumor that uh, supposedly, like, the uh, Revenge of the Rogues is going to be the uh, an episode title or something like that coming up. Yeah, and I guarantee, I'm, I'm sure that uh, Boomerang, well, I, I guess I'm expecting that to be Captain Cold and... Um, Heat uh, wave. Firestorm. Yeah. No, no, not Firestorm. Heat oh, wave. Uh, 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 heat wave. There we go. Yeah. So I, I and I who knows, maybe we'll get more rogues in that. Maybe we won't. But uh, that's my assumption there. I don't know. From what we hear as far as crossovers go, we should not be expecting one anytime soon. Um, and I think that's good. I think this every once in a while, maybe once a season would be phenomenal. Uh, I think that's kind of something we should hope and kind of push for is, is a once a season arrow flash crossover. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean like I said, walking out of this big two episode two night adventure, I've got a newfound appreciation for the Flash for Team Flash specifically for uh for Fel- or not Felicity for Cisco and Caitlin and Harrison and and really just everybody that I don't think I really appreciated until I see I saw them go head to head with uh with Team Arrow. 
Yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of interesting how that works when you have these two teams. Like, I've really grown attached to uh, Team Flash, and you know, I don't have as much experience with Team Arrow, but through this experience, it's it's kind of nice to see the differences and the similarities between the two. And you know, you grow to appreciate both. Like, uh, if I had unlimited time in the world, I'd go ahead and start watching Arrow, but I don't, and I really want to watch Arrow. But this is this is just made that itch even harder you know not to scratch well i'll tell you this man if uh, you, I, I they can actually you know, the listeners can make you watch arrow they can pay you to watch arrow <laughs> <laughs> seriously though if uh if you want you know we are coming up i think next episode if i'm not mistaken is our last one before we go on a little hiatus um you know if you want to make sure that you're getting kind of constant w- weekly content from us even when the flash is not airing uh, that's what we're proposing. In between seasons of The Flash, in between these breaks, we would actually be catching up on Arrow with the Arrow TV Talk podcast. You can make that happen. However much do you feel that's worth to you, head on over to flashtvtalk.com, click the support button, send us a few dollars, and uh, we will make that happen if we hit that goal. Of course, you can always follow what we're doing with our other podcast, Panel 2 Screen. If you head over to paneltoscreen.com right now, you can find all of the links to that show. And, Bell, I think, you know, it's it's kind of late. I know we've got some uh, some great... Oh man, we got some great fan emails or uh, listener emails rather. Um but I just don't think it's going to be a long <laughs> it's going to be a long night because yeah. we still have to re- uh, talk about spoilers and all that good stuff. So man, yeah, we'll uh, we'll skip we'll skip listener feedback this week just for time's sake. Um really appreciate all of the uh, emails and thoughts that we get from you guys. Those are always great. Of course, if you'd like to follow us throughout the week, you can do so. We are on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, uh, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And also be sure to check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week we talk about all sorts of comic news. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff coming out uh, recently. Oh, uh, yeah. Some announcements for Suicide Squad. Dude, uh, this week... Bunch- We'll be talking about Star Wars, too. Oh, so we're going to be talking about Star Wars. We're going to be talking about Suicide Squad. It's going to be great. So you guys should tune into that. Absolutely. You can also uh, tune into the live show on Thursday. I think I said at the top of the show we record this every Thursday night. My week is all messed up. Today's Wednesday, right? Uh, today is Wednesday. Yeah, so we record Flash TV Talk on Wednesday night and panel the screen on Thursday night. There it is. That That, that is true, yes. <laughs> Uh, I want to give a special thanks to our boy Mike Schmidt for providing our outro music and Wu Kim for providing our show notes. You guys, of course, part of our Flash TV Talk Flash family, and we greatly appreciate you. Uh, head on over to SoundCloud.com slash Mike H. Schmidt to find all of um, Mike's wonderful music, including his Flash Rock Opera. So stick around after the outro music for spoilers for next week's episode. But if you don't want to be spoiled, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. I was telling my wife, um, I was going back and make myself a drink, and uh, I was like, yeah, man, a lot of uh, two hours worth of television and, uh, and an hour's worth of discussion. We didn't have any of our normal segments, no news, no uh, no listener feedback, just just pure, you know, talking Flash, which makes sense, talking Flash TV on Flash TV Talk. Um, and uh, she's like, all right, you, are you done? You started editing? I was like, no, 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 they, the chat's been good, so they can stay up late for their bedtime, and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll <laughs> we're still live, so... All right, guys. Mid-season finale, Matthew Bell, episode nine. Man, um, I don't know how to say this, so let me just say 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You'll have to play that in reverse to hear what I said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. When they played the preview for uh, for episode nine, right, like during this episode, I was like, holy yes. Like, seriously, can we stop this whole Flash Arrow thing? It's fun. This is awesome. But I want to flash forward to freaking next week to see the reverse Flash. Yeah, dude, it, it, it was funny because, like, the, the, the Arrow episode ended, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was cool. I like that Arrow. Then they started showing – the preview for next flash is like don't care want to go next week mm-hmm. <laughs> and watch flash <laughs> same thing i felt last week when they were teasing the flash versus arrow you know yeah yeah it's a great great episode of the flash but i was like no 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 want to see flash versus arrow this i mean that's that's you know hats off they they are doing a great job of baiting us along waving those carrots and we're just running as fast as we can um so we got a chance to see the first time i think uh, final production images of the reverse flash in these, uh, in these, you know, promos. So what do you think, man? Well, okay. So first I, I have a question. Yeah. Hit me. Now it, it did say it was the mid season finale. Now I'm assuming. So, so let's say, I mean, obviously uh, flash got, uh, a full series, a full season. So that's going to be, uh, however many episodes a full season is now they're saying right. this is the mid season finale right now. Two questions is first right. question is, had they not ordered the entirety of the season? Would that have been the season finale? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, I think we've still got two more executives from CW and I'll, I'll defer to them to, um, you know, explain to us exactly how it works, but one would assume, right? Yeah. Now, next question is, uh, since this is the mid season finale, does that mean we're not going to have Flash for a while? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bell, let me explain to you how television works. Um, you get things. Dude, I don't. I don't watch a lot of like <laughs> a, a lot of network TV. I'm not familiar with mid season stuff. Like I watch Game of Thrones. Like that's my show. And all right. So you know how when the weather is all warm and nice outside, how there's not new television. I honestly, I'd, I'd never paid attention to it okay so there's this thing called seasons um and i'm not talking about television seasons but seasons of the year and you have these kind of warm nice seasons where everybody wants to go outside and play and uh things are going on and it's all wonderful but then you have kind of these cooler seasons when things start to get kind of uh cold and people want to be more inside and what what they want to do while they're inside is watch things like television and so you get these seasons of television that take place during those colder seasons when we cling to anything just to warm us up um, All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. I live in Texas. We have two seasons. We have warm and hot. Fair enough. <laughs> so the warm seasons then, let's say. Uh, point being, Bell, that um, in the midst of this television season, in order to make sure that they kind of spread it out, you do have these breaks. Specifically right now, we are entering into a holiday season when people are often out doing things and probably not watching as much television. Therefore, you have this mid-season split. It's very, this is no, this is nothing new. Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I've heard the midseason split, but, like, I didn't know if it was, like, a midseason finale. And then, so, I mean, how many weeks are we talking about? Are we talking about, uh, you know... You and your questions. I just, I, I'm curious because I, I don't want... I know this episode's going to be awesome because we're about to talk about it. It's going to be awesome. And I don't want it to end and then be like, great, I have to wait a month. Well, before... Okay, all right, all right. Like, let me, let me see if I can find out when uh, Revenge of the Rogues, the episode that you actually made mention of in, in the episode proper... Uh, that is going to be the the episode that follows this one. So I think that we're going to get, you know, I'm sure there will be some sort of cliffhanger or some sort of nod to what's going on uh, in in the future. But my guess is there will be some sort of resolve. This is going to be a complete episode, not like a two parter or anything like that. Okay. Well, let's see here. So I'm going to look and see if they have air dates on the uh, 
Let's see here. Yeah, so December 9th, Man in the Yellow Suit. Thank you, Wikipedia. December 9th is Man in the Yellow Suit. The next one is January 20th. Yep. So don't look at it as, you know, I mean, yeah, we're going to miss The Flash, but, you know, unless uh, unless people contribute money to supporting the show, we get a couple of weeks off, so that'll be nice. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we don't want those weeks off, people. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> We want you to help support this show. No. Um, so, yeah, man, look, I'm actually, I was anticipating this episode to actually end with the confrontation of Flash versus, we'll just call him Zoom for the sake of it's a little bit shorter. Yeah. Um, but given that we see the, what looked like in the middle of a football stadium, Flash running towards Zoom, yeah. something tells me, I thought that would be the cliffhanger, but if they're putting it in the promo, my guess is that is like the uh, crescendo, if you will, of this episode. Yeah, that's probably going to be the uh, the peak, and then we're going to have our resolution arc after that. So, uh, God, that the uh, the the red eyes, man, the yellow oh, suit, like yes. everything, everything. I was like, I I cannot wait for this episode, dude. This is this is this is what I've been waiting for like all season. This you know first appearance of Mister Reverse Flash. Yeah, man. Okay, so a couple things to be mindful of as we go in. I mean, this is the spoiler section. Um, don't expect to find out who the reverse flash is. What we saw in this episode of the blurred face with the glowing eyes, that is pretty much the extent of who we're going to find out is this character. Uh, it will very much still be a mystery by the end of the episode. Um, I know a lot of people are hoping that there's going to be some resolution to the HG Wells specific connection. Um, I don't think that in the slightest. I think that we are going to, you know, Harrison is going to work with team flash to be able to combat zoom but I don't hmm here's the thing I'm not even positive that this zoom is the reverse flash or if it is it okay so so I think that's something we should talk about so yeah. in this flash set this here clicks flash set and this is the reason why I want to ask this because yep. there is a reverse flash there is a zoom there's a professor's zoom and then there's the black lantern professor zoom oh uh, which I I don't I don't remember what they call it. If, they, if he has a special name, that's the one piece of the set that I freaking want that I'm missing. Uh, is the Black Lantern Zoom. So if anybody has a Black Lantern Zoom from the Flash set, just go ahead and uh, uh, send that to an address that I will specify at some other point. But anyway, main question. Let's get back to that. So Reverse Flash, black and red, is the costume on the Hero Clip. Okay, it's because it's the New Fifty Two Reverse Flash. Okay, now Professor Zoom is your yellow. And uh, you're yellow and red. Okay. Now, New 52 Reverse Flash, is that Hunter Zolomon? Is that uh, uh, Eobard Thawne? You know, I almost feel like the New 52, this might be considered blasphemy, and I don't mean to make people angry, but I, I almost feel like the New 52 is kind of like the Star Wars EU. Um, okay. In that I feel like when it comes to telling these stories – they're going to stick with what has been more canonical storytelling of the characters as far as who the archetypes are. And they might kind of pull from elements of the new 52, but I don't think that is where the source material is going to come from. Does that make sense? So you're saying that this is not going to be a new 52 reverse flash. I don't think so. Now I, I, I could be wrong. I mean, Hey, I've been wrong before, but I'm, Typically not. Uh, <laughs> but but that, that begs the question, though. Like, we, all we see in this episode is it's the man in the yellow suit. 
Now, does is he going to be Zoom? Is he going to be Professor Zoom? Is he going to be Reverse Flash? What are they even going to call him? Yeah, I don't know. Here's the deal. He is this. There's something. I mean, the suit he is wearing that is a yellow version of the Flash suit. Yeah. Now it's a yellow version that I guess in the previews we haven't seen it, but definitely in the photography we have that looks like it's been burnt out, right? Um, almost like it's a faded and burnt all around of the limbs, which my guess is that whoever the wearer is, uh, it may even be that from the place where they started off before they arrived in our time period, it started off red. And then after kind of the running through the timeline, it actually faded and burnt out. And that's where it gets the look that it gets. It's just my hypothesis there. Um, well, it's interesting though, because, uh, so we, I'm looking at the, the set photos right now and yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's very black on the bottom. There's not a lot of yellow, but if you remember when we're, when, uh, the, the preview that they had, that suit looked really, really, really bright yellow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's only when it's blurred, right? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, it's got a little speed forceiness around it. Because his true. eyes are also glowing red. I think that's the negative speed force is kind of enhancing what we're seeing. I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's um, indicative of what the costume itself really looks like. Okay, okay, I can it, give you that. Any more than you know when we see you know glowing red flash. I mean, obviously, he's, he when he's standing still, his costume doesn't look exactly the same. Yeah. Um. So all right, so let's talk about this. Uh, I think that. I think it's a strong possibility that this reverse flash may very well be a character that we have already seen on the show, but from a different point in time, whether that's a future version of Eddie or a previous past version of Harrison. Um, those are my two guesses. I pro I'm probably, those are the majority of people's guesses, but uh, what say you, Matthew Bell? <sighs> I don't know. I think I, I, I don't think it's HG Wells uh, just because uh, I think that's too obvious, but on the same, and, and plus like some of the synopses that I've read of the episode say that, you know, he's there present when they're fighting him and granted, yes, he's has super speed. He can be, you know, pretty close to two places. No, you haven't, once. you haven't read that. Yeah, no, it, it, the, the synopsis says that uh, H.G. Wells, Cisco, and Caitlin all try to uh, formulate a plan to stop him. Formulating a plan does not mean they're all in the same room at the same place. They have formulated a plan many times, and they've just been hanging out behind those computer screens with Barry on speakerphone. Yeah, true, true, true. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. But if it is somebody that we've seen, it might be uh, maybe like a future Eddie or something. I don't, I don't think it's, I, I don't know, man. Like that's the thing. That's why I want to watch this episode. I have no idea anymore. But this, and, all right, but like understand going into this and this is important because I mean, I, managing expectations is a big deal with me. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's a television show or any kind of product, you have to always manage expectations. And I want to make sure that I'm managing my own because I have a feeling we are going to walk out of this episode with more questions than answers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I would be surprised if we second. get even one answer, honestly. I think we're gonna. I, I think there's going to be some questions that will be answered, mm. but those answers are going to open up more questions for other stuff. I'll tell you this too. I mean, I they could put this. They could put the man in yellow. Let's just call him that. The man in the yellow suit. They could put him standing right there next to freaking H.G. Wells, sitting around in his wheelchair, looking eye to eye. And I'm still going to think that H.G. Wells is freaking the, the worst <laughs> Flash. I, I'm serious, dude. Like, I'm so subscribed to that that thought line that, it, that you know, that train of thought that there's nothing that they could do at this point to, to make me think otherwise. <laughs> well, hold on. Quist is here in the chat. Yeah. 
mentioned something. Uh, they said when Eddie was in uh, was in bed with Iris uh, and stood up uh, to dress up and go to the bank in a later episode, the reverse flash ring was around his neck. No. I'll have, I'll have to go and look at that. Quistus, throw uh, Give me a... Uh, I need a screenshot of that, buddy. Okay, it said there's a necklace, not a ring. I'm putting some... I, I will bet you a couple of ducats here, buddy. What is a ducat? Wasn't uh, that currency in Ireland? I, I, I don't know. Irish people hate us. We've, we made fun of Scottish people by insinuating that they were Irish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. No. Yeah, Chris just posted it on the uh, Facebook page. Hang on. So he he has a an, uh, a a ring or something that's on a necklace that's around his neck. A, a ring on a necklace is a, a not the reverse flash ring does that make? Sure, uh, sure. You know, it, it it it's like a UFO photo, right? You know, you see what you want to see. That's a stretch. Has, that's a stretch, has buddy. has a ring on, on a necklace. Now, I'm not saying it's a reverse flash ring, but that's a very, very, very good catch, Quistus. That was, that's... I mean, I didn't like notice a, that. Yeah, hands off, buddy. Great shot, kid. It's one in a million. <laughs> now let's blow this thing and go home. <laughs> exactly. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I see that. If, actually, if you go to our Facebook page and um, look at uh, the, the messages posted, you can see that. And I'll, I'll share that again tonight. I'll, in fact, you know what? I'll put that up as a daily discussion tomorrow. Uh, and Quistus will give you a shout out on that one. That's a good catch. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think um, I, I don't buy this Eddie as a reverse flash yet. So if it is going to be Eddie, it needs to be a future version of him. Uh, but even that, I'm not so sure. Well, who was it? We talked about this, I believe, last week. Where we were talking. Somebody proposed the idea that the um, that Eddie might actually be more of this ver- this uh, universe's Hunter Zolomon, uh, not necessarily a name, but an origin story. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, so I mean, you know, it, it it could very well be that Reverse Flash is a Thawn from the future. It's not going to be Eddie. But I think that the Reverse Flash coming back into the past, talking to Eddie, is going to uh, set him on the course. Oh, oh, yes. What if? Oh, Bell, Bell. So what you're if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that what if Eobard is coming back to set Eddie, his his uh, his great-grandfather, if you will, on the path to become the first in their line to be the reverse Flash? Yeah, something like that. That 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 is a paradox. It's it's a, it's a, it's a classic paradox. It's, it's the same John thing in Terminator. Connor. I know, I know. It's the John Connor paradox. But I think, I think, I think that's what... Okay, get this. What if... That reverse flash is actually all right. This is going to trump my my theory, and I'm not saying that I'm going along with it, but I'm going to go along with it right now. What if that reverse flash is from Harrison Wells's original timeline, and because Harrison Wells came back and has been messing things around, maybe he's coming back to try to reset the Thawne line to ensure that the reverse flash exists. Actually, that doesn't make sense with anything. I don't know. <laughs> it was a, it was cool for a couple of seconds in my head. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah. So so. so- what I so uh, if that's the case, if if Reverse Flash is a, is a Thawne from the future who's coming back to uh, ensure that he exists in the future by widening this gap between Eddie and the Flash, then I don't know where Harrison Wells fits in anymore. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. I think this is a good idea. Next week we're gonna watch this episode, and as I said, I highly doubt we're gonna get any kind of answers, but I want to just whiteboard it out. We may even do like a. <laughs> We may even do like instead of our our normal Mixler live show, we might do like a YouTube 
Google Hangout where we can actually use the screen and just <laughs> draw on there. You know, if you see in, uh, you know, um, image A, we have the timeline as it would be if X, Y, and Z happened. However, if we're talking about the Zolomon from La La La, I don't know. Well, <laughs> it, it, dude, time, time travel's fun. I know that people, sometimes it gives people headaches and, and people don't like it. You know, one of the things we've mentioned on the show before that, um, you know, I've been playing World of Warcraft and they're dealing, their entire uh, new expansion is all based off of time travel and it has just created so many different uh, pain points for people to kind of wrap their heads around because it's time travel plus alternate universe. Wait, if you can time travel, can you save Mancrick's wife? Who's Mancrick's? You don't know. What? You don't remember Mancrick's wife? That was like, well, when did you, you played, you played Horde, right? Did you ever play Horde? I'm just, this is the first time I'm playing Horde. Okay, never mind. You don't know about Mancrick's wife. I don't know about Mancrick's wife. Um, all right, man. So a uh, lot of different rumors and theories. I tell you what, next week, if we don't do it next week, we'll do it the week after that. We'll do kind of a who is Harrison Wells special episode. Um, we've gotten a lot of emails and tweets and different theories. And I say we just dedicate an entire episode to going through everybody's thoughts uh, that are out there and just kind of coming through them. And I, yeah. I, I'll even, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter if they put freaking the man in the yellow suit right next to Harrison Wells. I'm still going to believe that he's the reverse flash, but for the sake of that episode, I'll keep an open mind and we'll just dive into it. Yeah. So yeah. And I think after next week, we're going to have a lot to talk about as far as that goes. Yeah. I don't know. Should we do that? Or should we do a live call-in show? We might do, we might do both. And I don't know. Why don't we, why don't we do next week? And then the week after next do a live call-in show. But that's what I'm saying. I was saying the week after next, we would actually do a, um, who is Harrison Wells special with a call-in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I'm down. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what about you guys? What do you think? You, you, are you guys down with that? Oh, they're always show? down. They're down like, like a clown, Charlie Brown. Yeah. All Maybe right. we can get some of those CW executives on the phone to like solidify my garage deal. I know that needs to happen, dude. Oh, by the way, I'm just gonna put this out there before we sign off. Next week, the Brogues, our yeah, best one get, yet. I think you guys will like it. I, I really, I really enjoyed drawing. The Brogues for next week. It's uh, it's a special one. You know, the Brogues is kind of storytelling in nature. This one is a very special, on a very special, the Brogues webcomic. <laughs> we uh, we break format because you'll see why, and it's it's fantastic. And yeah, we we'll, we'll need your help in sharing this one out because it's going to be amazing. So check that out next Tuesday, thebrogues.com. All right, so man, this has been us. Uh, I think this is a great episode, man. One of our best yet. Uh yeah, I think it's been pretty good. Like, well, you know, this was this was the best the best week in, in flash and era yet. So. Oh gosh. Yeah, man. They, they cranked it up to 11 as they seem to do every single week. But um, man, this one especially pretty amazing. But anyway, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, but uh, you know, if you want more flash tastic awesomeness, tune in next week to flash TV talk, flash tastic outro copyright, Matt SC. A member of the Pottery network for more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.